0: Welcome to episode 23 of the Owl and Badger podcast. My name is Tim and I'm joined by my very good friend Helen and we are two Christians who are seeking to understand the world around us through a biblical worldview. We want to encourage our listeners to apply critical thinking to news and current events as we seek to live for Christ. Good morning Helen, how are you doing today?
1: Good morning, I'm very well, thank you.
0: Great, it's it's still dark isn't it because we're in the the last throes of 2022 and um, we thought we would do a end of year podcast review big big fat pod of the year podcast type thing that's the idea isn't it is that the, idea? the idea yeah, yeah. I
1: yeah. feel I
0: feel like we're winging it a little bit this morning but no, it, it's okay we
1: do that no we'd never do that <laughs> would we
0: we'd never do that um right so basically we just wanted to do a kind of a look back over the year and then um just to kind of finish the year off hopefully and uh, because this is the first complete year we've done the podcast for I, I think and uh yeah we'll touch on some things that we've 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 mentioned before a little bit um just touch on them and there'll be a few things we haven't mentioned before I think as well so yeah, shall we crack on? We're, and and this is broadly in in kind of chronological order. We say broadly, we might get few few things in the wrong order, but I mean, we tried our best, Sam Helen? Let's let's be yeah. honest.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot happening, hasn't there? There over has. The last year, it,
0: the thing is, if somebody it, these last almost three years now blur into one for me. Do you find that it feels like this weird sort of time block where? That you know 2020 feels like a quite a long time ago and yet there's so much that's happened between 2020 and now that it does that do you know what i mean or yeah i
1: do i well i had to have a look back because i was thinking the beginning of the year beginning of 2022 and i couldn't remember whether we were under restrictions or we weren't or because it all blurs in i can't even remember how many lockdowns we had um but we were under restriction back this time last year
0: were we Wow. Yeah, okay. We yeah. Well, <clears throat> that that will kick us nicely off into our, to our first first one because because going back towards towards the beginning of the year, of course, we had um, we did have the restrictions, restrictions you say, and we also had the whole truckers thing in Canada happening, um, which which was a real eye opener, actually, wasn't it? Because because what we were seeing was we were seeing the threat of mandates uh, over here, weren't we? NHS mandates almost happened. Care mandates yeah. had happened um and then we had this whole thing with the truckers in canada who were um protesting they had bank accounts frozen they were accused of all sorts of things they were treated like criminals it was it was a real it was one of those cases of something being a real eye-opener and yet it was a long way away so i don't think as many people realized how significant it was
1: yeah no i think i think that's right and um and i think well like we've said before the footage <coughs> and the things that we saw on the mainstream media were quite different to to what you saw as soon as you looked elsewhere mm. and what the truckers were actually saying and what the people who were on the ground with them were saying was going on
0: yeah yeah that's true and they they were um yeah they 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 were protesting about freedom weren't they and yeah. um and it was it was such a key message, and I think what we the standout for me for that, besides obviously their their courage in doing that, was was Justin Trudeau, uh, and not in a good way, but the fact that his true colors were shown for all the world to see. And the irony is they they reelected the guy, didn't they? And yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah, he's just, still there. We want more pain, please. Basically, the Canadian people said. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean. He he is uh is uh yeah, not yeah, a good guy. And and
1: he, he you know, he was so openly just just the things he said about his own people at the time were just awful. I mean, he mm. accused them of being Nazis and racists and and yet it was it was not many weeks ago that he was encouraging the Chinese people to protest. Mm. That that's you know, that was a the their right and their freedom, and that they should do do that.
0: Yeah, and and the, 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 these are these are just important things, I guess, to to note, um, and, and important reminders of what to look for, aren't they? When when we see events unfold, just look at the inconsistency in response to various events, depending on what what the narrative is, and that that will. That will give you an insight into whether the leader, the politician, the scientist is is any good or not. Uh, and sadly, we've seen a lot of um, seen a lot of bad eggs <laughs> this, this this last this last uh, three years. Uh, but yeah, just Justin Trudeau, um, not not a good guy, I'm afraid. Um, but yeah, he is their leader. Um, and yeah, so there was the Chuckers um thing canada there was the the nhs mandates like we said which which almost happened which is is crazy isn't it to think that that could have been a thing and it and it had happened lest we forget for for people who worked in care homes and and many lost their jobs or left the profession
1: yeah and still nothing has been done about that no there's been no rewind no apologies no compensation for those who who lost their jobs well um, the,
0: yeah I mean, the reason yeah. for that is that they, if, if the government did do that, they'd be admitting they make a mis- made a mistake, wouldn't they? Yeah. And um, for governments to admit they make mistakes is 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 a bit like pulling teeth sometimes. Um, and another one w- with the kind of a, a mandate type type thing going on was, um, uh, he's not called this, is he? But he could you could be easily called this. novax Djokovic. Djokovic. Yeah. Um, what I mean, I, I I I've got to be honest. I I don't I don't follow tennis really closely. You're you're more of a a racket player, aren't you, Helen?
1: I am a bit of a racket player, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: and he he's been a bit of a hero, and 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 he's been proved uh, right in what he his stance. Uh, basically, he was deported from Australia. Uh, that's that's quite ironic, isn't it? In in January, after a, after a ten day legal saga. Uh, that culminated in his his visa being revoked, um, and uh, because but because basically he he's in, he insisted that he won't get the corona virus vaccine or jab, even if it means missing tennis events, which is what's happened. And this is the world's top player or second to top player, I think. Between yeah. is it him and Nadal, the kind of flip flop between number one, is that right?
1: Uh yeah, I mean they're it, the bat- it? battling yeah. together while well, he's retired now.
0: Oh mm. is he? Oh there you go. I'm showing my knowledge of tennis here. Um so yeah he but he he was uh he was he was in he was in interesting one. But, but who's who's on the right side of history? The Australian government or the uh or the renegade tennis player? Yeah. It's, well
1: it, it just showed when that was happening that it was nothing about it was not about covid it wasn't no. about the risk that he posed because you know he was had been well he'd recently had it he you know wasn't saying i'm i'm not willing for you to test me so it was nothing about whether he was any risk at all um and this is it's still going on we've got a family member who can't go into um him and his other half she is uh, a a citizen of the United States and she can get into the country and he can't because neither of them are vaccinated um but that's that's insane isn't it so if you're a visitor you can't go in
0: it 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 it's mad, it's madness it's it's madness and the 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 madness of it the madness of the decisions shows shows what a farce it is uh, but yeah, he he was he was Novak Novak Djokovic. He he was definitely um, somebody to watch for. But th- then then we move on. So this sort of earlier in the year. So back in February, if you can remember that far, COVID was was still very much a thing. I think we still had the daily death charts, the daily infection charts, the daily hospitalisation charts that were in the newspaper. Up until, I think it was, was it Wednesday the 19th of February? Because on Thursday the 20th of February, Russia started to uh, invade, do its military operation, whatever you want to call it, Ukraine. And we literally went overnight from COVID being a thing to Ukraine being a thing. Do you remember that, Helen? It was, yeah. it was literally overnight. It was overnight. And it was, mm. we sh- we, it's important we don't forget that because it's easy to forget that. But when we say literally overnight, we, we're not, we're not um, over overstating this. That was the case, wasn't it? The news up until Thursday the 20th of February was full of COVID. And then on Thursday the 20th of February, it's like COVID suddenly was never a thing. It was that stark, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Yes, um, it was. Yeah.
0: And so we have this tragic situation in Ukraine, which is still ongoing at the end of the year, um, and large parts of of this nation went from kind of clapping to to, to suddenly flying a little blue and, blue and yellow flag, and um, I think. There was a, there's been a lot of, again, misplaced fervour. Um, there's been a lot of misunderstanding. People think that uh, Zelensky's a great guy. People think we're the good guys. And I, I don't think that's true. There, there aren't any good guys in this, sadly. Um, that's become apparent. And if you were to look into the the situation if you look into NATO expansionism, for example. If you to look into the fact that um we have America state sponsored biolabs in Ukraine. Do you remember that? And there was a there's been a journalist who's been a Bulgarian journalist who's been working tirelessly I think since at least 2018 saying look there are these biolabs in Ukraine and and she's coming up against a brick wall every single time and even earlier this year people saying oh that's a conspiracy theorist and then lo and behold what happens the Americans themselves admit that they have a by they have biolabs in Ukraine and yet again yet again we see that um, those who are denounced as conspiracy theorists or nutters were right and and sadly what this actually shows us is that the situation in Ukraine is complicated it's not what it's presented to be over here and unfortunately I don't think Zelensky is a good guy at all if you look at his past you know he's a comedian basically um an actor and the the, the real losers in this of course are, are the Ukrainian people and it's it, it is a tragedy. Um, and we had, we had the whole Ukraine home for Ukrainian family thing. Wait, do you remember that, Helen? Where the government said, you know, we, we can welcome ref, refugees from Ukraine, and uh, that was ill thought through.
1: Yeah, it was. It was done well. Again, it seemed to happen overnight, didn't it? All it of did sudden, happen.
0: Yeah, 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 great
1: idea. Off we go. Um. Very little thought put into it. I think
0: there was very uh, there was there was no exit strategy, and, and 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 again, you know, this is this is one of those things where it's it's about it's not this isn't about being critical for the sake of being critical, but unfortunately, there is a lot to be critical about. That's the reality. That's the reality. This isn't for the sake of it. This is just the state of the nation, if you like. Um, the the whole situation the whole idea the concept of welcoming you know people from Ukraine into this country was just ill thought through and that's been sadly proven now speaking to people who have who have been very generous and 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 helped um either couples or individuals from Ukraine uh, to welcome them into their home um it, it's been a struggle and I, and I was chatting with one not so long ago and and they've had to part ways not because of the Ukrainians themselves or anything like that it was just literally having somebody live in your house who is a total stranger is not sustainable long term unless presumably you make them part of your family um but yeah it's 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 not it's not great i mean you know you can obviously take statistics to be well to be with a pinch of salt at least but the the ONS <laughs> a slight chuckle when i say that now they they've found you know 23% of hosts are willing to continue hosting beyond 12 months now while 40 42% would not consider doing it again so it's it's just sad that that people's generosity and, and willingness to help which is amazing has um yeah, it's not being supported, but anyway, I don't know what's going to happen there. But that's certainly something to, something to pray about. Uh, people who are stranded a long way from home, and situations where people have um, a non-sustainable situation in their home. I've spoken a lot there, Helen. Do you have any thoughts on that? On that to add?
1: Um, no, not particularly. I think you know, it's it's. Um, I I think the one thing that I'm really frustrated about is. There seems no effort, certainly on the part of the West, it, uh, to look for peace, No, um, not willing to get, go into talks. I mean, that should be the absolute priority and it should have been from the beginning. Why, why are we not making any efforts to talk? Because it appears that the Russians would talk. And, and surely yep. that's the most important thing, is looking for solutions, looking for a, a way to find a peaceful Future in 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 that area, and that's not going to happen as long as as long as we're just keeping chucking weapons in um, and having no talks.
0: Yeah, that, you you're, you're you're spot on with that. I mean, in fact, you know that our, our then Prime Minister Boris Johnson was in Ukraine in April, which in and of itself was an astounding thing. We're told this is a war zone. Well, if that's a it's genuine war zone, how on earth are yeah. How on earth are you getting a, a a leader of another country in there safely? How does that work? I I don't know. I don't know how that works. But anyway, uh, I think we covered that back at the time. You know, the the Prime Minister Boris Johnson he was he was dressed, he, you know he was more protected visually in his clothing when he went on a trip to Liverpool than when he was walking around um, in Kiev. But yeah, he 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 was there in in April, and he could have brokered, he could have encouraged. Um, president zelensky to, to go for peace and he didn't he didn't and, and and again that was a that was a kind of a rumored thing at the time and again that's been proven to be the case yeah and the west sadly want a proxy war with with russia for whatever reason and the it's just tragic for the people of ukraine and it's tragic for families on both sides who who lose sons and daughters to a pointless battle it's yeah, yeah it's absolutely. awful um but this is why we say you know we're not the good guys don't think for a minute that the west are the good guys we're not the good guys and if you do think that um i need to yeah re- rethink understanding of the world i think um right um okay let's let's talk about we also we also talked about this really interesting subject uh, mass formation um do you want to just tell us a bit about that helen because this is this was i remember when we did that it was quite um yeah, that, that was good.
1: Yeah, well, it's this... Um, if I just run through the basics of it again. Um, so really, mass formation is is an explanation for some of the strangest and most worrying group behaviours we've seen over the last two to three years. Um, certainly in our lifetime, I think it's the, the strangest behaviour we've seen. Um, so... It was Matthias Matthias Desmet, who's a psychologist. He brought the theory to our attention in relation to COVID, but it's a theory that's been around for for some time to explain the behaviour of the masses, which can seem irrational from the outside. So it's described as a form of hypnosis on a population resulting in their control and manipulation um, by an authoritarian Leader or whatever, hmm. um, and there's certain conditions that uh, that are required for for this to happen, which include something called free-floating anxiety in a population, uh, break in social bonds or isolation or loneliness, which we've certainly seen in our society. Yeah, and then a lack of <coughs> purpose uh, or meaning in people's lives, and these conditions like the perfect soup for this mass formation to happen and all you need is is a crisis of some sort Mm. um and then there's it's almost like a coming together of of all of this to to provide um a focus for people's blame their anger their frustration and aggression and a strong leadership to follow so someone to say I've got the answer I know what we must do Uh, follow me do as I say and then off it goes and then this mass formation happens and it's almost like people stop thinking they just follow the crowd do as they're told and and the argument goes that that is what we saw that that is what we saw during covid and that would explain the particularly vicious behavior towards the unvaccinated and again what we saw in canada the vicious behavior towards the truckers in canada
0: yeah and it's it's a deeply concerning thing isn't it because it 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 demonstrates it proves how people can be manipulated into into this kind of groupthink
1: yeah, and it's probably easier than ever before because, of course, of social media, the yes. internet. Um So these messages or messaging systems can be, can be, you know, very quickly. It can happen across the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think I think we've kind of, we had we had kind of hints and warning signs about this for a number of years now, haven't we? I mean, obviously, you know, if you look back over history, like you say, if you go back to Nazi Germany, for example, um, and there's probably other examples before then as well. But it, I, I've i noticed when in conversation with people, somebody might say something, they may either use a certain phrase or they might express a certain viewpoint. And another person also in that conversation Will suddenly say, "Oh, you can't say that." Now, let let me make it, let's make it clear. There there are certain things we shouldn't say because we just you know it's not right. But put that aside to one moment. When when people say, you know, "Oh, you can't say that," it's like, "Well, who told you you can't say that?" The truth of the matter is nobody's told them. It's what they perceive to be acceptable within the norms with which they are living. In other words, this 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 idea, mass formation or or groupthink Um, and that's only a small small inkling but then we saw that kind of extrapolated out big time when we had things like masking or social distancing or accepting the narrative of what we're being told and all of that's proven to be absolute nonsense now Uh, and yet people... Large amounts of people can't seem to sadly see the the, the error really in in this kind of thinking. So, yeah. and as Christians, we should be we should be really alert to this. Um, but yeah, no, that that was a good one. That's a good one. Um, there was also there's also a very interesting film release this year, wasn't there? Called uh, What Is a Woman? Uh, produced uh, by Matt Walsh, which was. Which was very good, wasn't it? It was a good it's if yeah, you have if you haven't is. watched the film, we do encourage you to watch it. Definitely. It, it's watch very, it. very good. Yeah. Um and essentially Matt Walsh he asks this question What is a woman? And he asks that of a fairly large number of people in the film, most of whom are incapable of answering a very, very simple question, which Highlights something tragically broken in our culture, and when we say our culture, we mean we're Western culture. So this country, large parts of Europe, large parts of Northern America, um, and I think at the same time we've also seen this year, haven't we, the whole, the whole trans ideology exploding into the mainstream, and and that's and it's it's deeply worrying, and as Christians, we should be worried about that. Well, not worried, that's the wrong word. We shouldn't be worried, but we should be concerned about that. We should have that on our radars. Uh, Because it's everywhere, isn't it, Helen?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is everywhere. It's, as we've said before, it's in our schools. Um, You know, young people are having to deal with this. Um, And uh, there's just been law passed in Scotland, hasn't there? Oh, yes, Um, yeah. On this, so now... um, from the age of sixteen, um, people can—I can't remember it, it, it exactly—but they can transition a lot faster. They can go down the route of um, uh, surgery and everything a lot faster, which is is very concerning.
0: It is. It is. It is really concerning. It is really concerning. And and again, it comes down to this: is the destruction or part of the part of what? Uh, contributes towards the destruction of of our culture and of our society, and and again, I'd say you know if if if, if uh, you're talking to somebody who would question that, as in, oh, they might say, well, you're just you're just you're 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 over you're overstating this. It's not that bad. So we'll just simply look at how things are now and just rewind three years or five years. You don't have to go back very far and notice the difference and then say okay which, which was better which had a more functioning society um yeah i mean it's it, it's just it's just ridiculous i mean it's like it's like I was looking again um, a a form to book to book an appointment because you have you have to book online now to see your gp in many places and 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 one, one of the um, one of the fields was sex assigned at birth it's like what you know the even even the nhs are peddling these lies but anyway it's um coming back to the the film what is a woman is definitely worth a watch and again as christians we've got to be alert to this we've got to be alert to this because this does matter in fact in fact a lot of you know all these things matter to to a certain extent but but this particularly does because it it's ultimately um it, it's it's and it's an attack on uh, or an attempted attack on on God in what he says in his created order and uh very clearly at the beginning of uh the bible in genesis god says he he made made male and female um and uh, that's that's specific and that's important and and again this is the the tactic of the enemy isn't it
1: yeah, yeah, definitely, and I think that's that's what we need to remember as Christians that um, this is a full frontal attack on on God and God's order.
0: Yeah, and on the family it's, as well. Yeah.
1: And on the family. And yeah, yeah the fa-
0: the family is the target here uh, because you you get rid of the family and then um, yeah. The bad guys. The bad guys have scored a big victory. They've not won the war, of course, but they've scored scored a big victory. Um, but yeah, uh, and 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 this and this whole this whole this whole thing it, it's very subtle. It comes it comes in in the clothing of being nice, of being friendly, of being loving, and it it it's difficult. It's hard for people. Because people, none of us want to be unfriendly or unkind and we're not suggesting anybody should be because that, that would be wrong. But it's also wrong not to be clear about what is right and what is wrong and uh, to, to, to not be clear about, about um, what is good. So, yeah. And
1: it's this idea that, that the kind thing to do is to affirm people mm. in whatever... In whatever- place they are choosing to be so but you don't have to follow that logic very far to see that that's complete nonsense so you know if your if your child is is identifying as anorexic and refusing to eat and saying they are fat then to affirm them in that you know that's who they say they are to affirm them would be wrong mm. and would be dangerous and yeah. would clearly not be in their benefit. So you don't affirm them in that. But that's what we're being asked to do. Yeah. Well, if that's what they say and that's what they say their identity now is, then then you must affirm that. Yeah. That's the kind thing to do.
0: And, and just because a um, so-called expert or professional says something, it doesn't mean to say that that is so. Uh, don't don't suspend your own critical thinking just because somebody has some letters after their name they might be right i'm not saying that 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 they're, they're not but neither am i saying that they are automatically right um we must we must retain the ability to think for ourselves and if that means ignoring somebody who's done a lot of training then do so because just because somebody's you know done a, done a lot of training is, is a so-called professional does not always make them right um, but yeah, uh, should we move on? Um, we, we 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 touched a bit as well on the the WEF, the World Economic Forum, um, who are increasingly influential, and they they've really COVID has been their uh, their way to the foreground. I think hasn't hasn't it? I mean, I know a lot of people who have been awake and alert to what's happening in the world would have seen. What they're about a long time ago, but um, certainly in all matters COVID, with Klaus Schwab's Great Reset book as well coming out, um, yeah. and yeah, we'd we'd encourage you just to keep them in the back of your mind. Basically, um, they they they're, they're not they're not just a little talking shop. They are hugely influential um it's quite likely that if you're listening to this in another country that your the leader of your country is um involved with them in some shape or form and that won't be a good thing i'm afraid and um yeah they they have their tentacles in lots of areas of life don't they helen
1: they do indeed and they're definitely it's it's important to keep an eye on them in fact they'll be gathering in a couple of weeks um oh will they again it's that time again yes they are really
0: wow that yep. comes around fast doesn't it
1: yeah <laughs>
0: cool yeah so, so yeah we'll
1: keep an eye on that
0: yeah um we also we also had this uh, bbc uh documentary unvaccinated um we, that, that's not aged well has it no i wonder how they're feeling now not not i mean the, the not the heroes who are in the programmers in the, the the people who went in went into the program thinking this would be an opportunity to explain why I've not taken the, um, the COVID jab. Uh, they, they were certainly heroes, but rather the producers and the presenters. Um, it's, not, it's not aging well for them, um, which we knew would happen. Uh, but uh, the arrogance and uh, the lies they peddled in the program of coming around to biting them on the backside, I think. Uh, but it is it, it sadly highlighted a great divide, didn't it, in, in, in the country between yeah. between those who took the jab and those who said, hold on a sec, I'd rather wait. I'd rather see, you know, whether I actually need this drug in my body or not. Um, and the, 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 the government, you know, it's important to say this, the government had no need to... To push this divide, and this divide was pushed by the government. It was pushed through um, the COVID propaganda that you saw on posters, on adverts, heard on the radio, on television, everywhere. Yeah, it it yeah. It, it, it was intentional. And the The yeah. idea was was to manipulate people into taking this, to do doing quotes the right thing.
1: Yeah, to do it for other people, yes. to do it for the good of society.
0: Yes, so. It, the 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 intention to to divide was there all along. I'm afraid, and it's important to remember that because this is one of the the the, the modes of operation of uh, well of of soft totalitarianism actually, which we'll come onto in a moment, but. Um, yeah i mean it it also highlighted this this unvaccinated program again if you haven't watched it i do encourage you to watch it uh but it highlighted uh the the complete and utter media bias we have uh the misuse and oversimplification of scientific data and principles um and 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 i think the the belittling and vilification of people which yeah um but uh, it's it's definitely worth definitely worth a look and do do have a listen to our podcast on that as well um, we've got some good good links in there haven't we Helen to, to various people who've commented on that which I think has been really really important and really helpful yeah um, move on to we, we also had this been a year of um, certain uh, Christians speaking up with with what they believe to be prophetic words which is always interesting when that happens um we always want to see God moving and God working, and that's always encouraging. But I think Chris Wickland, who's a, a church leader, he he's been very much at the fore of this, hasn't he, Helen? And um, I, I, I'm still, I'm still waiting and seeing on that one. I don't know about you, but what? Where are you with that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think at the time we said it's important to. You know, hold hold these things. Um, you know, remember, <coughs> hold hold them lightly, and and obviously test against scripture when whenever there's a prophetic message. Yeah, obviously that's that's how we test test it. And there's, you know, obviously there's an element of wait wait and see what happens. Um, but I do think it's important to. You know, the, the role of the church, to be thinking about that is really important. Um, the call to the church in these days, um, which obviously w- we believe is is significant, that yes, the church yes. has a significant role to be playing. Um, we've questioned quite a few times what that role might be and whether it's actually in the main, whether it's fulfilling that role. Um, but but these are important questions for us to be addressing
0: yeah they are they are and and you know scripture is very clear we 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 don't we don't discount uh prophecies just because they are simply prophecies and might be sort of outside our comfort zone but we are to test them we're to look at scripture we're to hold them against the, the the light of god's word uh so as to see whether they are are genuine or not and, and that's really important for us as believers to do. It's, it's what we owe our fellow believers who, who perhaps believe that they have been given this, this word from God and, um, and, and that's important. It's good, I think, to, to kind of put these things in the back of your mind as well. So not to kind of be consumed by it but to just hold it there and, and when or if and when that prophecy comes to pass... You can bring it to mind and think, ah, oh, okay, I can see now how God brought that to pass, or if the case may be it doesn't come to pass, you say, Well, it looks like that wasn't quite what this person thought God had said. But it's we want to see God moving, don't we? And yeah. we and and the the church generally it's good for us to wake up to what's happening in our country and the situation we're in. Um Excuse me, and the reality of 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 life that we we live in.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so there was a great book, Live Not by Lies, author Rod Dreyer. Very, I think, important key message for us as believers. It talks a lot about in the book The Rise of Soft Totalitarianism and learning from the lessons of those who've gone gone before us. It's is worth a read, isn't it, Helen?
1: Yeah, it's a very good book. It's worth a read. It's it's not a difficult read. I found it I found it a, a really good read and um, very challenging. Yeah, I definitely recommend it.
0: And and he, he highlights that all important thing of of living in truth and 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 to expect opposition, but not only not to expect opposition in a kind of resigned, oh, this really bad thing's going to happen, but to expect opposition and, and to get ourselves ready for that and, and creating networks and putting foundations down, which is biblical. You know, Jesus says, build your house on a rock. Build your house on a rock so that when the storm comes, your house will stand. Both yeah. builders built a house. Both had a house, but only one of them was on a rock. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely definitely a good one to to look look for if you're looking for a kind of end of year reading or a, a new book a, a new book for the new year, Live Not By Lies by Roger is is highly recommended from us.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um the queen uh died this year if you didn't know that. Um it could be that um either you don't have a TV or you you've been on a long walk in hibernation, in hibernation yeah. somewhere, which, which in many ways may be a very good thing. Um End of an era, obviously, wasn't it, Helen?
1: Yeah, yes, definitely an end of an era. Goodness me, for almost everyone, all we can remember was the Queen on the throne. So the end of an era, very significant, I thought. Um She was always very, very open about her Christian faith um so it felt like a bit of an end of an era in in several ways uh and and have found her the funeral very very moving very um full of symbolism christian symbolism and um it yeah was, and i think it? Le- le- yeah it was <laughs> and it left me with the question what what comes next you know king charles uh and he's just done his first Christmas message.
0: Mm. What did he think of that? Did he listen to that?
1: I did. I did. Yes. I might go back and have a have another listen. Actually, um, I don't know. I've not listened to what anyone else has said on this yet. I I thought it it came across to me that he was talking about his mother's faith rather mm, than his
0: own. Yeah, that's a very good, that's a very good observation.
1: And I wonder if he's. Um, not confident in his own is in his own faith or what what he believes or or where he's going. Um yeah, that's what I thought.
0: Yeah. I yeah. I, I've I've only had a, a cursory listen and and I think I, I definitely would agree with what you said there. Um and and I, I think us also we we can I suppose Expect too much from our from our monarchs in in terms of what we want them to say versus what they're really going to say. However, um, I I'm I'm quite concerned t- t- about him. I think um, I think also with the queen, it felt like looking back. I I, I wonder if this country was in a period of of. Of kind of grace, perhaps in a symbolic sense, um, under the queen, where we had a constitutional leader, constitutional monarch, monarch who did profess faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and I, I do, I do wonder whether that that window is now closed. And and if that is the case, what that means. Um, uh, Because sadly, in many ways, this, this country has turned its back resolutely on God. And that's never a good thing. So, yeah. Again, this comes back to as follows, of Jesus, it's a reminder ultimately that Jesus is coming back. This world is not it. That we are, we can live for Him, and uh, hopefully, this this encourages us to, to to live for Him more courageously, more more faithfully. As as we see the kind of the wheels come off, um, I think yeah. So not to, yeah. so even though bad things happen, don't be depressed by them. Instead, allow the negative things to to spur us closer to God and His Word. And to love him and serve him uh, more deeply. Um, anything else on that one, Helen? Or should we should move on.
1: No,
0: let's move on. Let's move yeah. on. Okay, big big farmer. Uh, uh, that's in pharmaceuticals, not just like a like no, a big farmer who's just had one too many ales at lunchtime <laughs> or whatever farmers do at lunchtime. Yeah, that's what we Eat do pies, then eat bite big pies. And sprouts.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um yeah so big 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 farmer has, has has um had a very profitable last few years um of course with the the covid jab um rollout there's been huge amount of concerns we're, we're now we've seen excess deaths sadly in, not only in this country in other countries around the world uh we've seen um off the charts vaccine injury numbers. We've seen censorship and silencing of medics and scientists. And of course, we've seen huge conflicts of of interest, which point to corruption, uh, which I think is rife in this situation. It's a pretty bleak thing, isn't it? For something that somebody, many people put their faith in, in pharma. It's, it's not It's a real wake-up caller. It should be a a real wake-up call, shouldn't it, Helen?
1: Yeah, yeah. It should definitely. And um, don't ever think that pharmaceutical companies have got your best interests and your health at heart, because they haven't. They have profit is all that they're concerned about, and um, ill people make them profit. So
0: yes, they do, and keeping keeping people ill as well and unhealthy yeah
1: yeah it's not in their interest for us to be taking care of our own health uh eating well sleeping well um taking exercise doing all the things that are good things to do
0: yeah it's been a week certainly this is the the whole kind of covid episode and and i don't think we're through it by the way that's my other observation on that but um i has been a wake-up call for me in terms of how i view um medication how i view you know drugs it's made me realize that that when I go to the doctor more often than not not that the, the the you know doctors are essentially um drug dispensers more often than, you know you go and see a GP, and what will they do? They'll prescribe something to you. Yeah. Now, and that,
1: that that actually is what most people want. I think most people go expecting, so what are you going to give me? Mm.
0: R- rather than going to the cause of the issue, which I know GPs, well, some GPs at least, will, will want to do that, will want to try and get to the the bottom of it, and I'm sure there's lots of reasons why they would say they, they can't always do it, and one of them will probably be time um however the reality is is that that is that that many many gps are simply pushing drugs onto people um and yeah it it, i don't it doesn't work it doesn't work it's not the answer um and yeah it's been an eye-opener and just understanding a bit more about the the whole pharmaceutical industry, about their their methods of um, testing and creating uh, drugs, and how those are rolled out, um, and how how this you know the the COVID jabs were hailed as being amazing when that was an utter lie. People have been lied to on a scale which is which is mind bogglingly huge. On this whole issue and yet people still put their trust in the drugs don't they Mm. it's very sad very sad but again we need to we need to just be alert to this now It's, it's once you've had your eyes opened you can't just walk around with them shut any longer you have to keep them open um and yeah just be aware of the kind of conflicts of interest there are in big pharma and there's huge huge conflicts of interest um huge conflicts of interest um but yeah Anything else on that one?
1: Uh, no, I think we'll just keep an eye on it, won't we? Yeah, it's, it's not going away.
0: No, it's not. And and with the whole kind of you know whole thing in China, as we mentioned on the last podcast, what's happening in China take with a a, a bucket load of salt, because I think the reality is we we never we won't know the truth, but but we can be sure that we'll be told some lies, and certainly a large number of half truths. But it wouldn't surprise me if some kind of you know COVID related. Thing comes off the back of that. Um, uh, somebody once pointed out earlier in the year, actually, you know, how when we talk about the uh, war in Ukraine taking over from COVID, they were basically saying, well, when they've got all they want out of the war in Ukraine, they'll just bring back COVID to get you to get the narrative going whether whether it's Covid or something else who knows, could be that or the climate but essentially it will be something to take your attention to um, make you fearful to cause you to keep in step with whatever the narrative is so um, keep your attention on what matters which is the Lord Jesus Christ don't be fearful and don't just fall into line because everybody else does that's the worst thing anybody can do or one of them, at least. Um, we've 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 had a few prime ministers this year, haven't we? So, yeah, I've had one or
1: two. Been yeah.
0: rinsing through them.
1: All three. <laughs> All <Yeah>. three.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, we had that. You remember that leadership race? So Johnson decided he was going to step down, didn't he? Which was which yeah. was that was interesting. That 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 would be fascinating to hear a bit more about people who know a lot a lot about that to comment on that. I think because there's probably more to that than meets the eye. Oh, I'm sure. Um but anyway so they had a, a leadership race and that was won by by Liz Truss Looking back on this I think she was just kind of like the fool guy
1: Yeah I I never quite understood how that happened I I you know all of a sudden she was the winner <laughs> Well
0: really I look, the, the, the the questioning part of me would say Liz, Liz trust one because she she was set up to fall and quasi Kwateng, the the Chancellor they 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 their job essentially was to deliver the bag of goodies before the wheels come off completely they knew the wheels were going to come off the economy they knew that mo, mo, you know most people could see that was what was going to happen so they say well let's have somebody to deliver deliver a bag of goodies to soften the blur of what's coming and then Will make the person who's delivered the bad bag of goodies look a bit of a muppet, which is exactly what happened. So, so essentially, Liz's job and Kwasi Kwateng's job was to soften up the population, was to dupe them into thinking that the government cares before um, the real agenda is brought back into line with Sunak and um, Jeremy Hunt, uh, and and I think. That's that's exactly what we've seen. That's my take on it. Do you have any Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: No, I think you could well be right. I might be wrong. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, but
1: it certainly was a very strange time. Everything happened very quickly, and um, it didn't seem to make any sense.
0: No, it didn't. And and she Liz Liz Trust has ended up with the accolade of being the shortest. Serving British Prime Minister, I think, hasn't she? Um, which is, which is not something really you want. I don't know if she gets a photo on the um, on the stairs in Number Ten. I presume yeah, I'm she does. So sure they had time. Uh, to do I don't that. know if I'd want one really. But anyway, um, anyway, so Sinek took over, and that's interesting because he is he is a pro WEF global um, uh, leader. Well, of course, you go global leader. He's pro WEF World Economic Forum. And again, I think this is where people cry, oh conspiracy, oh he's not really. Well, actually, actually he is. Um uh, it's quite it's quite funny that the one of the so-called fact checkers, uh, Reuters in this case, who incidentally, I think we might have I don't know if we've covered this or not. the Reuters, Reuters Thomas Reuters foundation, the fact the fact checking, in quotes, is chaired by somebody called Jim Smith. And Jim Smith Is also a Pfizer board member and he's also a WEF board member.
1: So let that sink in a minute.
0: Jim Smith, who is chairman, board of trustees of the Thomas Reuters Foundation, which which are the kind of the arm that look after, uh, amongst other things, their fact-checking side, he has a serious set a conflict of interest and he won't be the only one but he's, he's 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 one of the guys at the top but anyway it's quite funny because they did a they did a fact check on a satire wef twitter account can you believe that i mean i, I don't i think sometimes these fact checking organizations don't know whether when they're chasing their own tail or not they, they just can't see the difference they just basically go after anything that moves and um look completely ridiculous in the process uh, because one of these these sat- these clearly satired twitter accounts they, they you know they they showed a picture of sunak and said with the caption of we always get our man and so they 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 took the time to fact check that satire account the irony is however is that Sunak is a WEF man. <laughs>
1: so they were right.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were right. They were right. So, for example, Sunak appeared at the WEF uh, Green Horizon Summit back in 2020 when he was Chancellor, pushing the idea of a whole economy transition to green energy sources. So that's what Sunak was saying back then. Uh, Sunak's father-in-law, who is one of the richest men in the world, Narayana Murphy, um, he is a founder of the Infosys, which is an Indian tech giant, um, which is, this company is a listed partner uh, of the World Economic Forum. Um, and Infosys is a, a global leader in next generation digital services and consulting. Um, and it, it really is about helping their clients move through uh, what they call a digital journey. Um, to equip them with artificial intelligence and uh, prioritise change. So this is the background of our current Prime Minister. So when we say he is pro-WEF, it's the context. That's the context of what we're talking about. So when somebody says, oh, don't be ridiculous. Well, that person, I'm afraid, is speaking nonsense. They don't know what they're talking about, um, and this is this is the um, the situation we we have. I mean, Sunak has, has, has said, for example, he's he said you know talking about climate change. He says the challenge of climate change is clear and it's urgent. He goes on to say we need to ensure a positive and fair transition to net zero to protect our environment. This is the guy we now have prime minister. This is the guy we had as chancellor who. Whittled away billions over COVID measures. Um, this is this is the same guy who loves to talk about central bank digital currencies. He's not on your side. Anything, anything to ha- add on uh, on on our our current incumbent at number ten?
1: Well, just when when you said he he says we need to ensure a positive and fair transition to net zero. Uh, as if, you know, that's going to be a straightforward thing and not a costly thing and that's not going to hurt. No. Um, no. Yeah. I think, well, we come to climate meltdown in a bit, don't we? Um yeah. that will hurt a lot. Uh,
0: but it won't it won't hurt the Rishi Synax of this world. No. Be be assured of that. And if and if and again, if if you're questioning this or you know people who do question this over the last three years, we've seen skyrocketing, we've said before, excuse the pun, in private business jet use. While the rest of, rest of us can't afford to travel anywhere abroad and, and are struggling to travel in this country due to the cost of fuel, we've seen the amount of uh, millionaires and billionaires in the world increase and those who can afford to travel um, regardless of restrictions. Uh, and they enjoy all the trappings the world has to offer whilst telling us we can't enjoy any of it. So, yeah, that's the reality. Um, We have this um, pretty pretty awful financial situation we're in, which, again, most people could see was coming probably at least since 2008, where everything's been particularly fragile since then had a feeling of inevitability about it but uh, of course our media love to have a buzzword so they refer to it as in quotes the cost of living crisis as if it's something we can all pull together and get through which um which is nonsense i'm afraid uh and it's 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 really it's it is pretty pretty devastating uh the cost of goods has gone up hasn't it um and uh yeah it's 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 been a been a pretty grim time so far, hasn't it, Helen, sadly?
1: Yeah, it has been a grim time. And I think this this idea, this cost of living crisis, it's almost as if, well, it's just come out of nowhere. It's just yes. a crisis that's yes. hit us. <laughs> oh, like, yeah,
0: where did that come from? Cool. Why no, is that so it's here? not yeah. not
1: anybody's fault then. No it's,
0: not... <laughs> no, it's something the wind brought in. It's probably climate change, actually. Yeah,
1: yeah there's no accountability, is there? There's no... Um, you know, this could have been foreseen. This, this, was predictable.
0: Yeah, there, there, there was never any um, reason for previous governments, Tory or Labour, to to build and invest in new power stations that would be easily cheap to run, and to and to ensure that we've got enough power in this country without having to outsource to other countries. I mean that that was never that was never known to be an issue, was it, Helen? I mean, yeah. <laughs> It's tragic. It really is tragic, um, and and I think what we're seeing here is is the further destruction of the economy, and the bigger picture. I would say is is rolling out um, things like universal basic income, as rolling out things like central bank digital currency. And from a Christian point of view, if you take a really big picture, you can see how all this fits together. And as Christians, we should be doing this because that enables us to not be fearful, I think, for one thing. And it's really important that we can um, maintain that because those around us who are fearful, we can hold out that hope that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ and say, look, there is more to life. Um, but it does help for us to, to understand what is actually happening. Um, we've seen... Uh the self employed really, really struggle. Um because what we've had is we had that very short term Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng be replaced by Jeremy Hunt, who's now come in and basically come in with a big hammer and, and make loads of cuts everywhere, whilst at the same time sending millions to, to Ukraine to fight a, a proxy war. So you can if you can figure that one out, let us know. Um but yeah, we had somebody from Andy Chamberlain from the Association of Independent Professionals and Self Employed. He's he he said recently, um he said, Of course we need to raise tax to pay for vital public services, but time and time again it seems our very smallest businesses are the first targets. Um and I think the way we are heading is the government doesn't actually want any small businesses. And uh we've seen the the rise of the mega conglomerates like Amazon, for example, um, where you can even watch, even watch your Premier League matches on Amazon now. Uh, who knows what they'll be doing next? Probably GP appointments, Helen.
1: Probably, wouldn't be at all surprised. <laughs> I mean, just, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily saying this was this was organised, but I mean, just the recent Royal Mail strikes, I don't think many people realise the impact that has had on small businesses mm, because, yeah. I mean, I mean, think about your Christmas shopping. I don't know how many small businesses people would generally use in their Christmas shopping, but I know running a small business myself that people couldn't rely on the post, small businesses couldn't rely on the post. So what happened? Well, people go to Amazon, don't they? Well, that's yep. fine. I can get that. Yeah. That will come. Yeah. All the people, all the businesses sending things out in the post – couldn't rely on it at all at the most crucial time of the year so it's it's a whole load of that very important um you know that that really important financial time for small businesses and a whole chunk of that has gone straight across to the likes of amazon yeah and will it ever go back
0: no, no. I mean it won't do. I mean, look go go down your local high street. If you if you live near a town, go down your local high street and what you will see is a plethora of charity shops. With the self employed, um, it was definitely a, a, a thriving part of the economy, wasn't it? Um, but after the kind of double whammy of, of COVID lockdowns and now the price of everything's shooting up. Uh, it, it's really it's really struggling. And for people who are self-employed and have a, a company as well that that's going to get much harder because the, the tax relief on that is changing, which is really going to impact smaller businesses significantly. Um, so yeah, the, 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 the outlook financially is is not great, is it, sadly?
1: No, it's not great, and and I think sometimes we can think, oh, well, there's nothing I can do, and um, what difference can I make? But but I think that's that's part of the lie as well, is that whatever you do makes no difference. It does make a difference, mm. and I think each of us has a, a part we can play in this. And you know, m- money is tight for for many people, and I'm, I'm not suggesting that we can all do do all of this but just little things can make a difference so where you can shop locally yeah. use your high street
0: yeah
1: um use small businesses where you can um it, even better use cash where you can yes um it's important to keep cash circulating it's important to support local businesses small businesses wherever you can think about that in terms of um the food you buy the services you you use um, you know, and and we can't we can't all do it all of the time, but where you can, do it. It will make a difference.
0: It will. It will. Um, and yeah, that whole using cash thing that you said that that's key, isn't it, as well because they they do want to get rid of cash. This isn't this isn't a conspiracy theory. This is reality. This is why banks are closing. This is why cash machines are disappearing. They don't want us using cash. And the reason for that is they want to pave their way for um, ultimately digital currencies, but central bank digital currencies. And yeah. we need to be resistant to that.
1: Definitely. And also, it's from a practical point of view, it's actually, you know, try it. it mm. Take out cash and use cash and see the difference <coughs> it makes psychologically you will be more careful with your money when you're physically handing over the money. I love to see the reaction people. I'm constantly doing it where, you know, you go to pay for something and they automatically assume you're going to use a card. So they place the thing in front of you and then you hand them a £20 note. They're like, oh, and oh, just like to surprise you. (laughs) You know, they're not expecting to be handed cash. but
0: They're not expecting you to scan your £20 note on the the, the, the card machine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, it is, it is, it is, it is, a, it is a good thing. Uh, right, so we're coming, we're shortly coming into land. So we also had um, the whole idea of a COVID amnesty, didn't we? Which, which was, which came up, which was a kind of a bizarre concept from those who are on the wrong side of history, trying to say, "Oh, we didn't know, and we kind of got this wrong, and it, we were trying to do the right thing," um, but it it was a bit of a sham really, wasn't it? Um, yeah, because yeah. they weren't, they weren't actually ready to say, um, we want to put this right, which that part was missing from, from their plea for an amnesty.
1: Yeah. And I think there will <laughs> still be, there's still efforts to sweep everything under the carpet. Just forget about that. Uh, move on. Let's not talk about it. And, you know we talked the other day about andrew bridgen the mp yes who's been trying very hard to raise the issues of vaccine harm and and wanting you know investigation into what's been going on um and he he'll just be ignored maligned um yeah it's it's that that's that's what's happening yeah there's, there's people are not being held to account, um, and and we need to keep talking about this and and keep watching it and, um, you know this is, is really important and it's not going away. No, and it's, it's affecting not. very many people.
0: That's true, and and I think we, again this is about having our having our heads screwed on about. Understanding the situation, um, about not allowing a narrative to browbeat you into submission, but instead say, Hold on a sec, what about this? If you really want amnesty, then we've got to put things right and we've got to stop what we're currently still doing uh, because of, like, say, and all the harms that are coming, coming uh, to light from this action of forcing or encouraging um, these jabs on people.
1: Yeah, and of course, one of the most important things is making sure that where things that, that have happened that have been that have been terribly harmful, making sure that those things don't happen again. Yeah. So yeah. learning the lessons from what, what has happened, um, from the things that have been done, and making sure that there's accountability and making sure that lessons are learned so that we don't repeat them in the future.
0: Yeah, and and that is that is so so vital for us to do. Uh, and again, as Christians, we can we can be salt and light in these situations. We can be encouraging the right thing and encouraging those who are trying to do the right thing and helping them to keep doing that. Never underestimate the importance of encouraging and knowing that somebody is not alone. That you're standing with them. That's really key. Uh, we also had another cop conference another year another cop um, cop 27 this year we've had you know climate meltdown uh, saw yesterday saw, saw it makes me laugh it's slightly ridiculous but, but, but saw this this recent headline which said the National Trust yeah I'll say that again the National Trust has warned that extreme weather seen in the UK in 2022 has set a benchmark for what a typical year could be like from now on. The charity said high temperatures, drought and back-to-back storms have created major challenges for nature and in its annual review it describes such conditions as the new normal. Last time I checked the National Trust looked after old houses and um, served nice food to people going to look around the the old houses i didn't realize they were experts in weather have i missed something helen
1: (laughs) well i think you have missed something actually because i have noticed over the last few years that they're a bit obsessed with weather and a number of times um every year i say we must stop our national trust memberships it's ridiculous they drive me insane um but they uh they're always shutting shutting their grounds because it's too windy
0: too windy yeah, oh, okay. you can't
1: can't walk here because it's too windy. It's too dangerous. Stay I... safe. Stay out of the countryside.
0: <laughs> stay safe, stay out of the wind. Yeah, cuz ultimately that's the other thing. I mean, they'll they want they want the ones all to live in Stalinist apartment blocks in in the city, will not they? But um but yeah. Uh yeah maybe it's because of the uh, the tiles blowing off roofs because i know with slate tiles they can um, wobble around in the wind and no, this was, they no, they can you chop you in no. half if they fall on you
1: no this was about not going in the woods oh walking. i see no it wasn't to do with the houses i mean it may have been partly but you know where you've got the woods shut right it's too windy
0: well, there we go. So that's the National Trust for you. They're not exactly a, a bastion of um, sensible comment, I don't think, when it comes to um, <clears throat> being in the news. Clearly, they do a um, well, they do a job. Uh, I presume it's a good job in terms of of, of looking after houses because the houses are still here. But um, but yeah, in terms of commenting on other things, they're probably better keeping quiet um, because they're talking nonsense. So yeah, the question I guess is: Is there a crisis? I would say no. Uh, but again, we are just. Having a narrative put upon us, aren't we? And this is again from a Christian point of view. This is only heading in in one direction, and uh, it, it, it's it's not a good one. But it does ultimately point us to the truth that Jesus is coming back, and that is going to be an amazing thing. Any other kind of comments on 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 the on the on the in quotes climate meltdown? <laughs>
1: Uh, no, not really. I think um, it, it's we've said before, haven't we, that it's a, a false religion, a false idol, mm. that we need to be very careful of.
0: Yeah, we do, we do. And, and as and as and as Christians, again, we 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 said this before on the podcast. But if you're in a church that is that is promoting a climate alarmist agenda, have a word with your church leader. It's not the job of the church to be preaching the gospel of climate change. The job of the church is to preach it, is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if your church leader thinks otherwise, they're not doing their job properly. And so try and be an encouragement to your church leader. Try and draw alongside them, encourage them, um, because sometimes they need that. Sometimes they, they need somebody to, to come alongside them and say, look, hold on a sec, do you think this is really the what, the right thing to do here? Um, because more often than not, church leaders will go with the flow. They'll go with the perceived uh, narrative because they're human. And so, and so, yeah, don't underestimate your ability to encourage and be used by God to um, exhort those in leadership in in your church on this issue. Uh but there we go. Right. shall we move on to our last our last little bit of the, of our little kind of heroes of 2022.
1: Yeah, save the best till last.
0: Save the best till last. Uh do you do you want to kick off?
1: Um <coughs> yeah, so heroes of of the year, I think there've been quite a few of them. Um
0: and we'll probably miss some people off here as well. I know. Just, just I'm say about that. we 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 will probably miss some. <laughs> what you might be thinking? Oh, this person should have been on there. It's obvious. So apologies in advance for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, maybe I'll start off actually with Neil Oliver because he's a real oh, hero yeah. of mine. Um. And I and I, uh, just you know for lots of reasons he's he's spoken up throughout the pandemic. Um. And. He's he's done that in really quite a brave way and mm. and he's also challenged the church, which we've talked about a lot before. And I've noticed that he's increasingly doing that. He's he's talking about, in the run-up to Christmas, he's been talking about Jesus a lot. Um, I'll just read out something he, he said, um, just I think this was on Christmas Eve. He said, The Christmas story tells us that 2,000 and more years ago, a baby boy was born into poverty and into obscurity. During the 33 years of the life of the man he became, he was recognised for what he really was, his true value, by relatively few. He died as he had lived in obscurity. He was executed for standing up to and challenging the establishment. But by his actions the world was changed forever for the better. Wow.
0: Um, is he is he
1: is, it, is, it a, is a, yeah. a Christian? Well someone else was asking that question the other day. I'm 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 not sure. I'm I'm not sure he would say he is, but I think he's definitely on a journey, and mm. he's he's he certainly understands a lot more about the Christian faith than many. And I would say, over well, than some years, professing
0: leaders, actually. Yes, exactly. Yes, I think
1: certainly in terms of how to uh, apply your faith and and the behaviour that should be expected of us as Christians, I think he's understood more than many. Yeah. So he's an interesting one to watch.
0: Is uh, on Twitter? Uh, is, is he still the coast guy? The
1: coast guy. Yeah, because yes. he,
0: he's, he, you know, the 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 series coast. Is he still done? I don't know. But he he was he was the the the, the chap of that. Um, which uh, it's unexpected, isn't it? I have to be yeah. honest. Like thinking back, I think wow, this is this is quite something. But yeah, he's 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 a legend. Definite hero um <coughs> oh, pesky tickle on my throat um so bob bob moran i think yeah is 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 wor- worth another me- a mention here uh the cartoonist who got um sacked from the the telegraph for um for speaking the truth actually if you listen to what happened uh but anyway that's, that's a different thing but he he um he he is We've got this gift for putting into art what either people are thinking or feeling, and it's quite something, isn't it? He's he's yeah. kind of um, sometimes they're, they're quite hard hitting, um, yes. but he's definitely definitely worth worth a look. Um, yeah, go for another one, Helen.
1: Um, Asim we've talked about him lot, yes. a lot, yes, the consultant cardiologist who has been speaking out um recently about the dangers of the vaccine so yeah he's definitely been very courageous
0: he, he has and done and done a literal 180 degree turn yeah on completely. his thinking on this like being like pro covid vaccine to being calling for them to be halted i mean yeah do do, do check him out. Laura Dodsworth is is somebody else who's worth a mention. We have talked about her book, *A State of Fear*, how the, how the the government weaponized fear during the, the COVID pandemic. Um, she's a author, journalist, photographer. Uh, her book, if you haven't read it, it's definitely definitely worth a read. And what's interesting about reading these books now, especially like you know a year or so after or in, certainly in the case of going back to March 2020, coming on for three years after the event, is that you can read the book with the benefit of hindsight and you can read the book looking back through what's happened since the book was written. And and that will, I think, lend even more weight to what she wrote. Because uh, I think the book was published, was it last year, towards the beginning? Um,
1: it was in, I think it was middle of 20 it was in 2021 i think yeah, it was
0: 2021 so yeah. so it's definitely worth a read um i think it, it it what we're saying is it stand it will stand the test of time uh very very well but she's uh yeah she's been a, a really good voice in this um somebody else is dr steve james uh he came to prominence when he was on the news from uh speaking up on uh, one of the government's uh, little 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 morale boosting so they think um turned out to be an own goal visit to a hospital and Sajid Javid was was chatting with some nurses and a doctor one of them who happened to be this guy Steve James who then who then basically um said to Sa- Sajid that he he's not vaccinated and uh he, he doesn't you know doesn't think they're, they're they're helping at all in this, and uh, Sajid didn't know what to do. He was like a rabbit in headlights. Yeah. It was like it was literally like watching, watching a narrative kind of crumble before your eyes. Um. And 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 he's gone on to be really prominent in 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 the fight against uh, COVID COVID jab tyranny
1: because <clears throat> that's what yeah, it is. Yeah. again, COVID again courageous thing to do because i think that was just in the run-up wasn't it he was effectively facing he was going to face the sack
0: yeah he was Um, he was going to he was going to face that's absolutely right he was going to face the sack and also it again there's a good lesson for christians here it shows what happens when somebody has the courage of their convictions to speak up and say what needs to be said because often there'll be people around there were people around him who weren't willing to do that but then would be emboldened by what he's done never underestimate the importance of saying what you know to be right because often you'll find there'll be people around you who will want to say but but for whatever reason can't or won't Um, yeah
1: yeah and sometimes it may be even saying i'm not sure Yes. just questioning, questioning it. Yeah. It, this doesn't yeah. feel right i'm not sure what is right but you know sometimes we just need to to say <coughs> we need to stop we need to think about this
0: mm. yeah yeah no heat yeah, there. absolutely uh all right keep going go on, go on. um um you'll you go ahead well,
1: i've i've put down a, a couple of ladies here um mums liz Cole and molly kingsley who we've ah, not talked yes. about no. um but i'm reading their book which is called the children's inquiry how the state and society failed the young during the covid-19 pandemic um and i'm going to write something on this because it's it's absolutely I mean, it's a devastating book but a really important one um and uh something that we may need to talk about in time um, okay yeah because the the covid inquiry or whatever it's called that's that's meant to be happening when the um uh what do you call it when they outline what they're going to look into um when that came out it didn't even mention children really not at all okay which is why these ladies um started their work
0: wow okay yeah definite heroes and it'd be good to um <clears throat> it'd be good to know what your thoughts are on that and and perhaps we could talk about that a little bit maybe in an episode in uh, 2023 um have we mentioned Majid Nawaz? I don't think no, we have no, but, but yeah, he's, he's, he's he's been a he's, he's a been hero. a he's been a bit of hero yep yeah. um and uh yeah he 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 He's had he's had a quite an interesting, well, a very interesting life. He he was um, he was a presenter on on LBC, um, and uh, he said that um, he he made it quite clear about his his belief uh, regarding the the efficacy of of, of the of the so called vaccines. Uh, he he said, "I've I've had no choice but to become a conscientious conscientious objector in solidarity with the unvaccinated. Unvaccinated, I will not be getting any boosters." Which he tweeted out just before um, his career ended at at LBC. Interestingly, another broadcaster which you probably heard of at at LBC, Ian Dale, um, disagreed with Nawaz, and Ian Dale said. In eleven years on LBC, I have never publicly called out a fellow presenter, but I can't stand by while this sort of irresponsible and dangerous propaganda is spread by someone who ought to know better. I wonder how that's aging, Ian. Um, it's uh, yeah. I think Ian well, is the, Ian's the one who's by... spreading dangerous propaganda.
1: Well, he definitely is. But when he says by someone who ought to know better, yes. And wh- when you when you know what the what um, Madge's background is. Oh my goodness if anyone should know better about <laughs> about these things it's someone like him um yeah so i think
0: yeah that's, yeah you 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 you're right you're absolutely right but but also on that knowing better thing it's it's a very insidious thing to say it's it's it, 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 it when people use that line in the context of Ian Dale it's saying you ought to know better that you don't challenge the narrative Majid you ought to know better that you you tow the party line, Majid. That's what Ian Dale is actually saying when That's he says no better. Um, but yeah, it's just just nonsense, nonsense coming out of Ian Dale's mouth there. But anyway, yeah, Majid now as hero, definitely. Um, we mentioned no- Novak Djokovic or Novaks Djokovic, definitely, definitely a hero.
1: He's a hero, yeah. Andrew Bridgen, who we talked about in the recent podcast, the MP who's been speaking out, um, you know, he may lose his political career over his stand. So, another courageous person who's doing what he believes to be right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. John Campbell, boy, oh boy, what a journey he's been on.
1: Yeah, another turnaround.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is, yeah. He is. have have a look at his early videos earlier this year take note of the pull up banner behind him and then look at his new videos and look at the different pull up banners he now has that will give you a good indication but yeah
1: yeah he's definitely worth watching and 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 the skill in in uh the kind of when you want to say something but you can't. He, he has to tread this really tricky line because he knows if he goes too far, his, his YouTube channel will be pulled. And his mm-hmm. aim is to stay on YouTube because he has a vast following. But yeah, sometimes. He's got, got two you have and a half just, million
0: now, I think. Oh,
1: yeah, a huge number. But sometimes you just have to watch his face or you just have to. All the silences or the obscure things that he'll say to show you what he, what he really thinks. Yes, almost without saying it, it's it's quite something to watch.
0: It is something. It, it's basically man versus artificial intelligence, which is the is what YouTube use to 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 work out if somebody's towing a party line or not. Um, but yeah, have a look at his channel. We'll link. We'll link to as much stuff as we've mentioned in his podcast as, as we as we can in in the notes. But uh, yeah, if you've not checked him out already, do check him out because it's his quality. Yeah. Uh, who else have we got Nicholas Paul Franks um, who is a, a, a Christian and he does an excellent uh, blog called into the Pray with his wife uh, Mari um, I think that's her name isn't it um, and he's he's been he's been really good hasn't he Alan and he continues to be somebody who's, who's worth worth listening to as a follower of Jesus a fellow traveler on the narrow road. Um, definitely recommend having a listen to him. Definitely a hero.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I'll mention uh, Stuart, who I, I don't know his name. He's he's a Christian who speaks out on, on YouTube again, and he's, again, quite careful with uh, the things that he says but gets across what he wants to say at the same time. Yeah. Um, he's uh, His channel is called Messages for Our Time, and uh, Stuart is uh, Jewish, so he's a he's a Jewish Christian. And he does a little um, message almost every day, just about 10, 15 minutes. Um, and definitely, definitely worth a listen. He's very much awake to what is going on, questioning the narrative and applying scripture. And that's what he does. He just sits there, talks about people, piece of scripture whatever god has brought to mind and applies it to our time and that's i think what why he's so popular because i think many christian leaders are not doing that and it's really refreshing to hear someone talking about applying scripture to our lives and and that's really helpful
0: Yeah, it it is. And and when you listen to people like Stuart or Nicholas Paul Franks, and we'll mention another one in a sec, um, it is telling the difference between what they say and what they focus on and a lot of other Christian leaders. And I'm starting to think that when Jesus talks about a narrow path, he really means what he says. And that many are on the broad path. And we need to realign ourselves with the narrow path. And I think these these people that we've just mentioned are on the narrow path. And if they're on the narrow path, many other leaders potentially might not be. And I won't say more than that, but that's simply where I'm at with this now, Um, we've we've had a lot of easy believism in this country for many years and it's destructive and it's dangerous and we need to wake up to what Jesus calls us to which means actually filling ourselves with the truth and being willing to let God change us and, if need be, to draw us back onto that narrow path. in his, And in his grace and his mercy, he will. Uh, but yeah. Do you want to finish with uh, the last one?
1: Oh, yeah. He's definitely a hero of mine. Um, William Philip, who's the minister of the Tron Church, we've talked about before, in Glasgow. Uh, and he... I, yeah, I definitely encourage people to have a listen look up um, you can go you know where you look for podcasts and look up the tron church mm. um you can you can listen to their sermons there and they've also just recently started a little chat podcast um in the week talking about the sermons that they've been on Sunday, which is
0: oh that's, oh, that's interesting
1: yeah um but william phillips sermons exactly what you've just been saying tim what I find when I listen to William's sermons that um, he he's always I mean he it, they're always you know looking well into scripture and what scripture has to say, but he but he's always applying that to our lives and and challenging us about what that means for us and how we should be living and he. And he's not afraid to say things that, that are difficult and yeah. that are challenging. Yeah. And that's what I like to hear. And that's what we don't hear very often.
0: And it's what we need to hear more of, isn't it's it? It's what we
1: need to hear more.
0: Yeah. yeah. He, he is, he, yeah he's, he's a good one to finish on because he's definitely a standout one. And, um, you know, we recognise no, nobody's perfect. Nobody's, um, none of us are going to get it exactly right but that doesn't mean to say that we shouldn't be going hard after the truth and um, doing our best to uh, be found to be in Christ and on that path. So we encourage one another in this um, and that, that's what ultimately we want to do in some, some way, shape or form with this podcast is is to, is to encourage people. Um, and sometimes that's in a roundabout way, but, the, but that's, our, that's our aim Shall we yeah. do you have anything more to add before we be finished, Ellen?
1: Well, I was just thinking that that all of these these people that we've talked about, the, the things they all have in common, you know, and some of them are Christians and, and others are not, but but the things they all have in common is that they are standing up for and speaking out truth. They're calling those in power to account and they're willing to pay the price, which for some has been very costly. Mm. And what they're doing is they are taking the narrow and difficult path which you spoke about. And um and that's a challenge to all of us and, and that's what that's what each one of us, that's what we need to be that's what we need to be doing.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, we do. We do. Great. Um do you want to finish with a bit of scripture?
1: Yeah. Yep, yeah, definitely. I was having a look at um Ephesians chapter 6 and um I think this is really helpful. You know, we um sometimes you might think a lot of these things they seem very negative or they're, you know, difficult things to talk about. Um but we we know that we must always have hope and facing a new year ahead of us, we we want to look forward in hope mm-hmm. and we want to be putting our trust in Jesus. But we we need to be aware that This is a battle and the battle is real. So this bit of scripture is very helpful in that respect, I think. So I'm reading from chapter six of Ephesians and starting at verse 11. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And therefore put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled round your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place,
0: That's great, isn't it? And uh, it's worth meditating on those different pieces of armour and and what their job is and why they're they're important and why we need all of them, not just a bit. Um, <clears throat> excellent. Well, look. Um, thank you for for listening. Um, we we know we've covered. A- <laughs> A smorgasbord of different things in in this in this episode. Um, we uh, intend to start again in uh, January at some point, uh, as ever. Please do share this podcast with those who you think it would encourage and 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 help, and perhaps. Help people to know that they're not on their own in in questioning things, and they're not on their own in thinking. Hold on a sec, is this thing right or not? Um, so, please do share it with with people who may be in that situation. If you have any um, comments, questions, suggestions, do get in touch with Helen or myself. Uh, you can follow us on our Telegram channel. Um, the link to that is in the link tree link, which is on the Pod Bean page of our podcast and there's also a link there to Helen's Substack as well um and have I missed anything I often think I've missed something I don't think I've missed anything have I uh
1: no I don't think so
0: no okay no. well wish you a very happy new year and may you know uh, God's blessing and protection and peace in 2023 and we'll see you on the next one
1: Yep. happy new year
0: her.